0: Welcome everybody to Randomly Speaking with KP and Ray. Let's get to it. I know I'm fucking with
1: <laughs> Hello everybody. Hola. Hello, Hello the <laughs> um,
0: Buenos Dias bitches.
1: Another week.
0: Uh another week. Another um, trip around the fucking, you know. Another seven revolutions of the world.
1: Whatever. Science it's, and stuff like that. Science whatever. and shit
0: and um, astronomy. Let's get let's get the uh
1: Yeah.
0: Let's get the housekeeping out the so way. So if
1: you would like to contact us, mm-hmm. if you got something to say.
0: If you, you got like a to, f- thought, If you something would...
1: randomly crossed your mind, and you want to share it with us, please feel free to do so by going to our Twitter account, which is PodRandomly.
0: Capital P, capital R.
1: Yes. Or our Facebook page, which is Tangent Train, all small letters.
0: Mm-hmm. At Tangent Train on Facebook. Also, when you're over there, um... Make sure no. you
1: vote for the movie for next month's mm. bonus episode. Um, the category choices, is musicals, right? And the choices are Purple Rain, Rock,
0: Ring, Rock and of
1: Ages versus Purple Rain.
0: And I'm getting washed yet again. Yeah, I just need to just start picking ostensibly black shit, no, so I, don't I think have that's a chance. Like, uh, that's that's precisely what it is.
1: I don't think it's pers- I don't think it's specifically black <laughs> shit. Sometimes your taste is off, dear. That's all.
0: I don't understand <laughs> how Kill Bill beat <clears throat> Usual Suspects.
1: The bloodier, <laughs> the better.
0: Kaiser fucking Soze. Kaiser Soze. Yeah, I'm like, how did how did Kaiser Soze lose? Kaiser Soze. Because Kaiser Soze was really in Kill Bill. You just didn't know it. Hmm. Because you cannot be betrayed if you have no people. He's the real villain. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry about that. Um.
1: So this week we're gonna start off a little different. We're gonna talk about
0: blackness in general.
1: Blackness in general.
0: Right. So like, okay. So. There are things that, that, part of the diaspora, right, that connect all people of melan all melanated peoples. Like Kool Aid. Kool Aid. Um, good
1: answer. Good answer.
0: Navelators or mints inside of a sour pickle. Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a thing. It's um, also a stereotype. <laughs> well, I mean, like some 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 stereotypes are true, like watermelon. Although oh, watermelon is just ridiculous, because everyone loves watermelon, because it's fucking sweet and delicious. And on, in a hot summer day, watermelon's the shit, okay? Well, um, I fried chicken, that the duh. reason
1: why, and this is, here we go already, right? Oh boy, here we go. The reason why watermelon is seen as a trope for black people is because a black man was farming watermelon, mm-hmm. watermelon,
0: melon, watermelons, whatever,
1: and the white man wanted his share, and the brother would not give him his share. Mm-hmm. And so in order to turn people off from watermelon, they started making it a stereotype for black people with the whole big watermelon smile grin mm. and us eating it with the picking any um yeah. plants in the head. So yeah, that's where that came
0: from. Yeah, because, you know.
1: That's a myth. That's an urban myth. But those are also things in the black diaspora. Look right. at and that. Right. And also
0: leads gold. leads leads specifically to Myths of the urban diaspora, of the Black diaspora. Right. So, <laughs> I want to talk about two myths that were prevalent in my childhood. Right. The first one, I was very young, and I, it was um, my family's a group of readers. Like, you know, I, I read Roots before I was a teenager. Before weird I saw flex, Roots, but okay. huh?
1: Weird flex, but okay. It's not a weird
0: flex. It's just an explanation. Mm-hmm. Um, reading was always very important in my family. Whole family's like that yeah. um, I thought every family was like that
1: No, every family's not like
0: that I've told this story when someone was shocked that I was reading for pleasure Yeah, yeah. every family uh, ain't like that right.
1: My family is not like that Although I
0: am a reader You are like a reader, that. right But like, like, right
1: Everyone isn't like that
0: And I might, I might be more voracious than some of my other people in my family But in general, my family, we read And so we had books that were really, like, black as fuck Mm-hmm. Right. But we also had like shit like shogun and all of that too cuz you know a good story is a good story. But I remember coming across a book and it was a book of like black fables, right? And the one I remember is Stagger Lee, mm-hmm. right? Now, I was unaware of this at the time, but apparently Stagger Lee is based on like a real person who got into a bar sh- bar shooting in I think Memphis or some shit like that something today. right and like there's a song there's a blue song that Mm -hmm. like you know kind of memorializes it but the stagger lee that i read about he was the baddest motherfucker walking the planet Mm
2: -hmm. right
0: stagger lee drank how he drank fucked who he wanted to fuck didn't take no lip from nobody black or white and would shoot you as soon as he would fucking look at you
2: kind of books these are that they let the
0: kids read nowadays well i mean it was just it's not nowadays it was back in the day i know that's what I'm i mean i i honestly don't know if i was Woo. supposed to be reading it but staggered was the man okay
1: well i mean okay so you know y'all might know that there's this series of books called little black girl lost or some bullshit like that so it was pretty those stories were pretty graphic as well
0: um see i was unaware of about this.
1: uh Prostitution and little girls going into prostitution and pimps and wow shit like that. Um, Iceberg Slim books. You know, right, you know. right.
0: But that that wasn't really mythical. Like I'm I'm thinking specifically of like black myths, right?
1: What makes this person mythical? Because they stayed alive after they did all the shit they did.
0: Well, right. No, I think I think I didn't know that the myth had basis in truth, mm-hmm. but the way the book was presented, like this was a mythical character, right? Like he was like. Um, remember we watched that, uh, that show on Netflix where, uh, like, Buster Scruggs or whatever, where old oh boy, like, yes, he, Buster like yeah, where he just, he was just killing everybody, like, mm-hmm. he just couldn't be until touched he made, until he met he his maker right? That's, Stagger Lee was that, okay. but he was black, right? So it was like, like, this shit is obviously fucking impossible, right? right? But Stagger Lee could do the shit because he was fucking Stagger Lee, right? Side
1: right. note, I could not fight any books related to staggerly neither could i but i found the song right i found a wikipedia page yep i did research yes yes and, to anyway. and so
0: right and, and that's was, and like i'm just i'm sitting here and i'm like what the fuck so i remember I reading the one. book right it was just weird but like okay another example would be uh john henry right the
2: legend of john henry right
0: the, the steel driving man yeah. who outworked the yeah you know Driving and his chest
1: the, exploded, and so
0: right, much. well, yeah that's gotta be that's gotta be a white person fable about a black person. It's about how hard that nigga worked to be the machine for the white man to make the white man's railroad and he died and he died, and no one the gave a only fuck.
1: fuck about him,
0: nope, they just threw his body off to the side. I was like, all right, but right, like like john henry John Henry is like the black Paul Bunyan,
2: mm-hmm.
0: except Paul Bunyan didn't die chopping down no fucking trees, trying to out chop a fucking saw, you know. You know. So, like, those kind of things. And I was thinking about that. And I was thinking about how a culture's myths are important to its identity. Right? Hmm. The characters that are touchstones show us what we value in terms of personality, in terms of um, material things. Like, things of that nature, right? So, um... Anansi, the African spider. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, from the Neil Gaiman books, but also from the African gods and goddesses, you know. Um, uh, he's kind of like Coyote for the native. Right. Uh, Americans, right? He's a trickster god. Um, although I think is actually the guardian of the dead or some shit like that. Like, it's all, it's all confused because it's like, we're talking yeah, about religion. Great. Right, We well, we're talking about religion when it comes to stuff like this, too. But it, be, it goes into fable and things like that because... The tales become allegorical, and you learn the lessons. And so, staggerly was the first time I read in a book about a black man being powerful and not being held at the whim of the machine or white people. Right. Right. He was. He was. He was defiant, and he backed his shit up. Okay. And he could not be touched, and that.
1: He was shaft before shaft.
0: He was shaft. Right. Mm-hmm. He was Shaft. Right. He was he was a bad mother, shut your mouth. Right. But he was he was doper than Shaft because he never even once made the mistake of trying to be a cop. He didn't fuck with that shit. He knew better. You know. He just did. So that that was like so we used to like play, you know, like reenact Stagger Lee shit, me and my cousins. Like we would yeah. Oh,
1: okay. Yeah. Well, that's a new
0: one. Yeah, it was kinda, you know, like a few times it was just interesting, you know. And then we would make up our own stories of Staggerly to see if we could top each other. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's kind of how, that's how fables work, right? You kind of, that's how they get bigger and bigger over time. It's the oral retelling of things like that. And so, like, by the time we were done with Staggerly was Darth Vader. You know what I'm saying? He was force choking motherfuckers and all kind of shit. It was crazy. But I just remember, like, that really impacted me. And it made me think. So I was thinking about what we would talk about. So, you were talking about the, the, the Little Black Girl book that you were talking about.
1: Little Black Girl Lost or some shit mm-hmm. like that. I don't, I don't remember did, the title. Did you,
0: do you have any um, black mythical figures that you were aware of when you were younger? No, not at all.
1: None?
0: No, not at all. Okay. So, I, I was trying to get you in on this. I guess it's just kind of my thing then.
1: I mean, I've read
0: the ones that you, you told
1: me about. Okay, so... The one that I was able to find. Okay, so... But the, other than that, no. The
0: second one... So, the second um, figure is Jesse B. Simple. Mm-hmm. Who is kind of the black Harlem Renaissance everyman, as written by Langston Hughes. First time I ever read about Jesse B. Simple, it was uh, in a book that was uh, given to me called Black Voices... This kid I went to grade school with, Curtis Burrell, his mother gave it to me. She is the first woman I ever met who was, like, all about her blackness, right?
2: Hmm.
0: Like, but she wasn't, like, you know how some people, they walk around, like, dashiki the fuck out and all of that? Yeah.
2: She
0: she wasn't like that. She was, like, she was really about, she was pro-black in a way that I had never seen it. She wasn't just existing, like, she she spoke about it, about the powerfulness of our race mm-hmm. about the systemic She
1: was on Angela Davis.
0: She yeah she so she introduced me to several authors through Black Voices and she had a huge collection of books mm-hmm. and she gave me a copy of Black Voices and she read me the first time I ever heard of Jesse B Simple she read it to me and then she gave me the book and I went and I read it voraciously and um so Jesse B Simple was kind of like everyone knows the guy that complains about his life, no matter what. Like, no matter what the fuck you say to him, he always got an ailment. hmm Like, upon meeting Jesse B. Simple... So, Langston Hughes is talking like he's himself. And Jesse B. Simple is basically the way he feels living as a black man in America. That's kind of the setup. Yes. And so, the first thing, when Langston Hughes meets him, Jesse immediately complains about how much his feet hurt. Right? Mm-hmm. And that you can tell a lot by him, by his feet, because they long and broad and wide. And they, you know, it's like he, just, he launches this in this huge, long fucking soliloquy. And, and he
1: went on a tangent.
0: Like, I mean, the original proprietor of the tangent train, the original conductor is Jesse B. Simple. Mm. No matter what the fuck you're talking about, he can always figure out a way that it relates to him and how he got fucked over by it. It is hilarious. <laughs> um, it's called There Ought to Be a Law. I have been up north a long time, but it looks like I just cannot learn to like white folks. I don't care to hear you say that, I said, because there are a lot of good white people in this world. Not enough of them, said Simple, waving his evening paper. If there was, they would make this American country good. But just look at what this paper is full of. You cannot dislike all white people for what, they, for what the bad ones do, I said. And I'm certain you don't dislike them all because once you told me yourself that you wouldn't wish any harm to befall Mrs. Roosevelt. Mrs. Roosevelt is different, said Simple. "There now. You see? You're talking just as some white people talk about Negroes. They happen to like. They are always, quote, different. That is a provincial way to think. You need to get around more. You mean among white folks, as Simple? How can I make friends with white folks when they got Jim Crow all over the place? True. Then you need to open your mind. I have near about lost my mind worrying <laughs> with them, said Simple. In fact, they have hurt my soul. Yes. You certainly feel bad tonight, I said. Maybe you need a drink. Nothing in a bottle will help my soul, said Simple, but I will take a drink.
1: I know that's right.
0: (laughs) Maybe it will help your mind, I said. Beer? Yes. Glass or bottle? A bottle because it contains two glasses, said Simple, spreading his paper out on the bar. Look here at these headlines, man. While Congress is busy passing laws, while they're making all these laws, it looks like to me they ought to be making one setting up a few game preserves for Negroes. Who, uh, who? A few, a few game preserves for Negroes. Oh, okay, we want
1: our own game
2: preserves. Okay.
0: Whatever gave you that fantastic idea? I asked. A movie short I saw the other night, said Simple, about how the government is protecting wildlife, preserving fish and game, and setting aside big tracts of land where nobody can fish, shoot, hunt, nor harm a single living creature with furs, live fins, live or feathers. You, but it did not show about. A, it did not show a thing about Negroes. I thought you said the picture was about wildlife. Negroes are not wild. No, said Simple, but we need protection. That's true. This film showed how they put aside a thousand acres out west where the buffaloes roam and nobody can shoot a single one of them. If they do, they get in jail. It also shows some big national park with government airplanes dropping food down to the deers when they got snowed under and had nothing to eat. The government protects and takes care of the buffaloes and deers, which is more than the government does for me or my folks hmm. down south. Last month, they lynched a man in Georgia. And just today, I see where the Klan has whipped a Negro within an inch of his life in Alabama. Mm. And right up north here, in New York, a actor is suing an apartment house that won't even let a Negro go up on the elevator to see his producer. That is what I mean by game preserves for Negroes. Congress ought to set aside some place where we can go and nobody can jump on us and beat us. Neither lynch us nor Jim Crow us every day. colored hey, folks rate as much protection as a buffalo or deer. You have a point there, I said. This should movie show great big beautiful lakes with signs up all around. No fishing. State game preserve. But it did not show a single place with a sign up. No lynching. It also showed flocks of wild ducks selling down in a nice green <laughs> meadow behind a government sign that said, no hunting. It were nice and peaceful for them fishing ducks. There ought to be some place where it's nice and peaceful for me. Yes. Me too. Even if I'm not a fish or a duck. They showed one scene with two great big old long horned elks locking horns on a game preserve somewhere out in Wyoming. Fighting like mad. Nobody bothered them elks or tried to stop them from fighting, but they just let me get in a little old fist fight here in this bar. They will lock me up and the death sergeant <laughs> will say, uh, what are you colored boys doing disturbing the peace? Then they will give me 30 days and a fine me twice as much as they would a white man for doing the same thing. There ought to be some place where I can fight in peace and not get fined them high fines. You disgust me, I said. I thought you were talking about a place where you could be quiet and compose your mind. Instead, you're talking about fighting. I would like a place where I could do both, said Simple. If the government can set aside a spot for an elk to be an elk without being bothered, or a fish to be a fish without getting hooked, or a buffalo to be a buffalo without being shot down, there ought to be some place in this American country where a Negro can be a Negro without being Jim Crowed. There ought to be a law. The next time I see my congressman, I'm going to tell him to introduce a bill for game preserves for Negroes. The Southerners will filibuster it to death, I said. Yes. If we are such a problem to them Southerners, said, simple, I should think that they want some place to preserve us out of their sight. But then, of course, you have to take into consideration that if the Negroes were taken out of the South, who would they lynch? What would they do for sport? A game preserved for, to keep people from bothering anything that is living. When that movie finished, it was sunset in Virginia, and it showed a little deer and his mama laying down to sleep. Didn't nobody say, get up, deer. You can't sleep here like they would to me if I was to go to the White Sulphur Springs Hotel. Oh, my God. <laughs> the foxes have holes, and the birds of the air have nests, but the son of man hath not where to lay his head. That is why I want a game preserve for Negroes, said Simple. Okay? Is that it? That's, that's that one story.
1: Right, that's one story. We only do one. That. Ladies and gentlemen, there Je- ought to be a law.
0: There ought to be a law. Jesse B. Simple.
1: By Langston Hughes. By
0: Langston Hughes. Beautiful,
1: beautiful. Just.
0: Beautiful. The, the ones where he talks about we should women. Well, just read them periodically? Yeah. Now it's time for tales of simple. Yes, that would be fucking hilarious. I don't
1: know if we can get away with that, but yeah.
0: I mean, as long as we attribute it to who it is. Oh,
1: okay. then yeah, I, I think we should do that and put that on
0: YouTube. Okay, I mean I'm down. I mean we'll check it out, and make sure we don't get in trouble. All right, okay, I don't, so I don't see we're moving on. Okay. You can get my phone back. Yeah, there you go. Oh. Sorry about that. So. Um, So from reading that, which as you can see, funny. it's funny as shit. Like the
1: first one when you show, when I put, when you played the one on the on the TV. Right,
0: that's the introduction.
1: That was the first one. That's the first right? time Langston
0: Hughes met Simple, right? And okay. that's the introduction.
1: And I thought it was hilarious. Okay, right. Now I didn't like because it had music playing in it. Right. And, like, when I'm listening to audio audiobooks, I, don't I just like want to hear the prose. I just want right. to hear the person talking. Right. I don't need the music with it. Right. So that was cool. Yeah, tales are simple. I, I really
0: do dig that. Tales are simple is the shit. Shout out to
1: Langston Hughes. Okay? Yeah, Shout out to
0: Langston Hughes. Like you know, he well, did all son, this poetry. Well, I
1: tell you, life for me ain't been no crystal step. <laughs> mm hmm. Mm hmm. They had us um, memorize that back in the day.
0: But j- don't you think it would? Don't you think you would have like enjoyed Langston Hughes more if you knew that he wrote some shit like this?
1: Yes, I actually would have. Yeah.
0: See, but they ain't gonna teach you that about him. It's I mean, too black. I
1: enjoyed that poem too because now. <laughs> Then, I was just like, okay, yeah, this is a poem. it's interesting, whatever. But when you think about what the what the lady
2: what he was said,
0: saying, mm-hmm.
1: life for me ain't been no crystal crystal stairs. It had boards in it, mm-hmm. places where it ain't been no light. Mm-hmm. You
0: know? I mean, yeah, it's, it's it's very that's profound, yeah. Life
1: is yes. hard for me, so <laughs> I ain't had no crystal stairs. So just but, because you find it h- kind of hard, you gotta keep going. Right. You gotta keep pushing.
0: I Look, I agree with all of that, but the thing the thing that... Like, I always thought of Langston Hughes as only a poet. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. I didn't... Like, do you know that the Tales of Simple first appeared in the Chicago Defender, which was a black newspaper published in Chicago?
1: Yes. People, did you know that? Because I knew that because I
0: Google. Yeah, well, I knew that because I'm from Chicago, and my grandma used to buy a Defender every day. It was a little small newspaper, much thinner than the Sun-Times or the Tribune, but every major city had a black newspaper like that, and so... Tales of Simple were originally ran. Langston T was right in and they would appear in the Chicago Defender. So, they, it was a, you know, that's that's when, when you hear people talk about black ownership of banks and media and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That's part of what led to the Harlem Renaissance, because there were outlets for creatives like that. Shout um, out to the Chicago
1: Defender, mm-hmm. which is no longer around. No, it's,
0: it's gone. Um, but, but, shout, actually, shout to out, shout out. the
1: Chicago Defender, when yeah. I was, when I lived in Chicago. When I was
0: younger, right. And they had, like, they had, like, black comic strips in there, too. Mm-hmm. Comic strips you couldn't find other places.
1: Man, they trying to get Katy Perry up out of here. Really? Two people. A second person has come for it accusing Katy Perry of sexual assault.
0: What? Wait, what?
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they, they finna come in to Katy. Yo. I don't know what she did
0: mm-hmm. to who she did it to. But they... Probably take it.
1: But, you know, now...
0: They, they, they on our ass.
1: You, you know how they feel about people in mm-hmm. sexual assault. Mm-hmm. And first it was a guy... Uh-huh. And I was a girl, and I'm just saying. You well, know, she we, did kiss a girl, and she liked they, it, so. <clears throat> excuse me.
0: Did the girl like it, though, is really the question.
1: Um, Apparently not.
0: Uh, apparently not this she one. She came for it. Um, you know? That's kind of off the whole Black Diaspora thing, but unless you count Katy Perry as black like Charlemagne uh-huh. the God. That, reading The Tales of Simple, mm-hmm. led me to Zora Neale Hurston. Shout out to her. Right.
1: I'm just shouting everybody out there.
0: And it led me to a book.
1: Oh, some serious. On a serious note, shout out to Toni Morrison,
0: who passed away. Who
1: passed away, man. I was, I was, I was a little hurt because The Bluest Eye is one of my favorite books of hers, and that story is fucked up. But Didn't
0: she if, write Sula too?
1: Uh, I could say yes, but mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not Google, so I don't know. I've read other stories of her, but The Blue is Eye was always my favorite. Um, I felt like that little girl.
0: I don't think so I've ever, ever read The Blue Eyes Eye.
1: me or whatever. Okay, so it's a little girl. Don't ask me for no names because I haven't read it in a while. Okay. Mm-hmm. Her mother has a border. Um, he's a little handicapped or whatever. But mm-hmm. point, he, he ended up molesting the girl. Wow. Okay. And... The little girl felt always felt that she was ugly. I guess she was like a really black child and mm-hmm. whatever. And she wanted people to notice her. And she went to a minister and prayed for blue eyes. And if I, I think the minister might have wrestled her too. She, that's the only thing she wanted. She thought having blue eyes would make her pretty. Mm-hmm. Would make people notice her. Would make people like her and treat her nice and love her. Um, the little girl ended up pregnant. And because she was pregnant, and because of the situation, everybody did start noticing her and mm-hmm. treating her different. And this little girl, because she was a little girl, uh-huh. thought it was because she had finally got her blue eyes.
0: Wow. Toni Morrison writes. Some, used to write some heartbreaking shit. Yes. My favorite book of hers, like everyone talks about Beloved. I didn't really like Beloved that much. Okay,
1: so... Here's a confession that I have always when people say that they've seen the movie Beloved, I've never seen the movie. <laughs> you ain't never missed read nothing. The book. I don't
0: I, I don't like Beloved. I don't like the book and I don't um, like the movie.
1: And,
0: uh, it's just like it's weird. Like, I, I didn't like it. I'm good. Um Sula is the first book of hers that I read. Mhm. Okay. And it it came after The Bluest Eye. Mhm. And I still got that book. It's about it's about okay. a young girl. All her books are about a young girl, but the one that really struck me was Song of Solomon.
1: i read that.
0: Yeah. That's that. my favorite book of hers. So Rest in Heaven, Tony Morrison, you just really a great author.
1: Who heavily contributed to the diaspora.
0: Huge. Huge. She shared um,
1: millions of lives with her books.
0: Yeah. And saved some too probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um the Zora Neale Hurston book that I read after I read the tales are simple because after that i started looking for black authors mm-hmm. right i never really like i just i read what you i came know, across
1: you, uh, the first time i read a book by a black author that that was just think it was a different type of Hmm. um <clears throat> not those iceberg slim books i didn't really that was just like i'm gonna sound bougie <laughs> never mind so yeah, that, those weren't my cup of tea, and it wasn't something I could relate. I mean, those
0: to. those are the equivalent of hood books.
1: Again, it wasn't my cup of tea. Yeah. It was something that I couldn't relate to, well, so I didn't see any sense, any. I didn't feel any pride or like, wow, this black person made this book because it was just it. There's a place, time and place for hood books, and I mean, yeah, just not my cup of tea. Again, so anyway, so like, first time I read a book written by a black person that had a really interesting story and was something I've never heard or experienced before that was on a positive level uh-huh. blew my mind. Yeah. Okay.
0: You're like, wow, I didn't know that was this like, was a oh, thing. Wow,
1: okay, so I started going nuts.
0: Mm-hmm. You, sought it, you sought it out, right? Yes. Right, that's how it was And with that's,
1: that's all it took. Yeah. For a minute, I didn't read anything... Caucasian for a while, for a
2: very long because time.
0: It's, it's like it's like you have been it's like you have been dying of thirst all your life, and someone finally yeah. handed you a cool glass of water, yeah, and you could finally drink. And once you started drinking, once you got used to what was good, you didn't want to go back.
1: And now, my, my taste still is di- my taste now is so mixed up and con-
0: confusing. Well, this you just... mature, you mature. What part of part of why I want to talk about Zora Neale Hurston's book of Mules and Men.
1: What was it? The Eyes of the Eyes Watching
0: God. God. That's not the one I'm talking about, though. Oh, they
1: made a movie out of that.
0: Yeah. The one I'm talking about is called Of Mules and Men. Right? It's a book about black folklore. Folklore. Okay. Right? It is not an easy read. Most of Zora Neale's shit is not an easy read. No. She's an anthropologist. No. <clears throat> Zora Neale Hurston. No. She's an anthropologist. She's an author, but she's an anthropologist. So, it's a collection of African American folklore. hmm So... Um, I do think there's some Tales of Simple in there, too, that she collected. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I remember reading that and going, oh, wow, because there's a section where she goes to New Orleans for the folklore, and it's all about, well, voodoo, but it's not pronounced voodoo. It's pronounced hoodoo. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Right?
0: And it's about all the traditions and all of that. So the book is split into two parts. And I remember
2: that
0: loving that book. Me. Now, here's here's the funny thing. I'm reading this book. It's the, it's the 90s. It's the early 90s. And this shit was written in nineteen thirty five. Yeah. And it's speaking to me mm-hmm. right, sixty something years later.
1: That's how profound books
0: are. That's certain books, yeah. That's the power of great writing. Right. Like I'm sure I'm sure I don't know if Zora Neale was still alive when I was reading it, but if she's still alive now, it's some hoodoo it's some hoodoo going on. <laughs> I'm just saying. No,
2: she's not alive.
0: Now. Right, I'm just, you don't understand what I'm saying. So I get what you're saying. Um yeah, it's just it's really a good book. And it kind of, you know, so all of these things, so from there I got into, I started reading more of Langston Hughes' books. Then I, that's how I ran into Cornell West. And I started reading some of his literature and um, later on Michael Eric Dyson, you know. And so it helped shape me into like being critical, to, like thinking critically about not only America, but my place in it. Hmm. Right. And that kind of leads us into the rest of this, I think.
1: Well,
0: to be black in America is to face huge what's called institutionalized racism and the mechanisms of institutionalized racism. And within the past week, there have been two examples, two glaring examples of institutionalized institutions ostensibly run by white people that are exploitive of black people. You want to on this? Too the me. NCAA, tri- oh, the, the, uh, the Rich Paul rule. You. See, right I, I and no idea what and the about. NFL with Jay Z. Thank you. We're gonna talk about both of these things. I
1: had no idea what you were talking.
0: Well, about. it's it's about how institutions, the NCAA, the NFL, mm-hmm. that are ostensibly racist in their practices, mm-hmm. right? What they did to Kaepernick, mm-hmm. what the NCAA does to all of their quote unquote student athletes, or as we like to call them, slaves and servants. Mm-hmm. That's essentially what they are. Everyone else gets paid, but the students. So, if, you, if you're that childish, you don't need this podcast in your life. I'm just letting you know. Because um, you just go get angry. Um, so, All right. for those of you who don't know, Rich Paul is LeBron James' agent.
1: LeBron James?
0: He met LeBron James when LeBron was in high school. Mm-hmm. He became his agent. He started from nothing. He LeBron started LeBron when he, here. him and LeBron were near the same age. But they spoke the same language. They both had the similar ideas. And Rich Paul worked. He worked his way. He learned on the job, on the fly. And so Rich Paul has become one of the most respected, feared, and powerful agents in the NBA.
1: You can't say he's not feared because they made a whole rule just for him.
0: And the reason why he is feared is because he gets his clients the best deal possible. And you know who hates that? NBA owners. Because sometimes He's that a means he... like Jerry Maguire. Yes. Exactly. Exactly.
1: Show me the money.
0: Show... I want the Kwan. Show me the money. That's right. And sometimes <laughs> it works out. And sometimes it doesn't. Can but his client... Like, prime example. John Wall is his client. John Wall is a point guard. Plays for the Washington Wizards. Really great talent. Signed this huge $140 million deal. Blew... I think it blew his knee out. He's out.
1: And that money is
0: guaranteed. Oh, no. In the In the NBA... All money is guaranteed, baby. Oh, okay. So if John Wall never plays another motherfucking minute, he got a hundred forty million in his pocket. If he know
1: what he doing. huh? If he know what he do, yeah. no, he
0: go get paid. That no matter what. Now, if he keeps it, if
1: he keeps it, is what I mean. That's
0: that's that's on him, mm-hmm. right? Um LeBron has never taken a long term deal. He's always played on two and three year deals. You wanna know why? Because it maximizes his leverage. That is something that LeBron. And Rich Paul came up with, right? Mm -hmm. It maximizes his leverage. Brilliant! Right? That's what he does. He maximizes the player's leverage. You heard, like, this during the free agency. There was a lot of talk and chatter about players have too much power. They're running the league. When, When Durant forced his way... Out of Golden State, I
1: heard that they were they were they were conspiring with each other to get the best deals or whatever. Right, but they're allowed like to, that. yeah,
0: colluding with each other, or whatever, yeah. So, but there's no rule against the players talking to each other. It's only with the owners. Yeah,
2: so, so what's the problem? What's the exactly,
0: problem? the problem is, and this is always the problem, is when minorities exercise their power in a way that's only beneficial to them the people in power, i.e. older white men, they
1: don't want y'all niggas talking to you each other. That's right.
0: That's right. They don't they can't stand that shit. They
1: talk to other.
0: Then y'all they know can't what's stand going that on. not So and y'all
1: and they can't fuck you if y'all all know what's
0: going on. Right. So the here's the part where Rich Paul really got under the NCAA skin. All right. So the NBA already doesn't really like him, but they can't really do shit about him cuz the players are going to go with who they trust. They can't knock him out. Right. They just have to deal with him. But the NBA's a long league. He ain't going to be around forever. Shit goes in cycles. That's what happened. There was a high school student who didn't want to go to college, right? So they have this one and done rule. You have to be at least a year out of high school. All and right. normally, if you're a top prospect, you go to college, you play that year for free for them, so the NCAA can make their money off of you.
1: Well, it used to be that
0: you could go straight out of high, out of high school, school, like LeBron they did. Changed it. They changed it after that, right? The NBA changed the rule to help out college basketball,
1: hmm. right? Because they're all in it together to get this money off mm-hmm. y'all backs.
0: Mm-hmm. 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 But like, what, do, what do I know? I it's know. dumb. It's dumb. So what Rich Paul did, I'm looking up his guy. Rich Paul's agency is called Clutch Sports, right? And there was a high school student last name was Baisley. I can't remember his first name. Baisley talked with his mother and Rich Paul, and was like, "You know what? I really don't want to play for free." I know that's right? why.
1: Give me my money. <clears throat>
0: But Rich Paul, because of the contacts he has, was in contact with New Balance. The
1: gym shoe.
0: The gym shoe. And so he arranged for Basley to have a paid internship Hmm. at New Balance for a year. (laughs) Where he went and he he got run. He practiced basketball. But he also learned things about shoe design, Hmm. marketing, Materials. Teach the children Lord. worth at least one million dollars, at least one million, so guaranteed a million dollars for that year, at least a million, and some and depending on incentives, more. And so, when he signs his NF, his NBA contract, he was drafted 26th overall, so he's still a first round pick, right? Mm-hmm. So, he's gonna get more for that, and then he already has a shoe deal in place, right? So, this mm-hmm. is a man, so instead of giving the NCAA their money, he Got the money for himself. He has and a leg money. up. He has a relationship with a shoe company. Mm-hmm. And not only does he have a relationship, he has a relationship with the upper echelon, the management. So he's learning how the shoe business works from the inside because he's internship. So he's getting... money. So that's much more valuable education to him than spending a year at Duke or wherever. You know, it's fucking bullshit. And that's when the NCAA said, oh, hell no, we got to stop this because what if, what if, you know, all the fucking students do this, then what, right?
1: Then y'all fucked, which is what y'all basically are now. So, I mean.
0: So the NCAA put out a rule, right, saying that in order to represent a college player who has decided not to give up their eligibility, who wants to test the waters to see where they would uh, fall in the draft. Mm Mm-hmm right that that person had to have a bachelor's degree and what just have a bachelor's degree <laughs> to they had to come take a test at NCAA headquarters in Indianapolis mhm to make sure that they were capable of representing the student athletes who came up
1: with this test the NCAA of
0: course and also and also they had to be certified by the players association right which is like the here's the problem it's not going to hurt rich paul cuz rich paul don't fuck with halfway clients. He fuck with top picks. Right, right. He is the man. They come to him. Right. right. But what it does fuck with is it fucks with the younger Rich Paul, the Rich Paul that's coming up the pipe, the the young black man, the has, Latino Rich Paul, or the, the, the Latino or the Asian the, Rich Paul. Right, right, right. Who who has the touch with the people of the culture? Mm-hmm. Right. Who's learning on the job on the fly? Mm-hmm. They're trying to prevent the next Rich Paul from happening. That's what this is about. Okay. They were shooketh. Right? They see their business model crumbling because guess y'all what? Gave,
1: y'all showed y'all hand. I mean, it's... Because it's, now he know his power.
0: Well, but, like, he already he always knew his power.
1: But he really knew No, him. but
0: they, he always knew it. That's why... Like, they've been fucking with Rich Paul for a while. That's why when he found... Like, he... Now, see, here's, here's what I like about Rich Paul. He didn't do that with Baisley just to make a point. He did it with Baisley because Baisley had no interest in going to a college. Right. And his mother approved of this thing. Mm-hmm. So once they realized that that's what it was, he said, okay, let me see what I can work out. And he went and he found him something yeah. that would give him valuable experience, still keep him in shape, still get him run, not negatively impact his draft status. Boom, boom, boom. Everything. And he got a million dollars in the bank on top of it. So instead of like, you know, carting off and risking injury, right, f- for nothing to show for it, right, like the shit they happened to Zion Williamson when right. his shoe blew out. Mm-hmm. Right, he wearing shoes that he didn't buy because Mike Krzyzewski got a shoe deal, right? That's not his shoes. That's Coach K's shoes. Coach K getting paid for them shoes. But he's the one out there taking risks on it. And he almost hurt himself. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'm not saying that Coach K is a bad person. I'm just saying it's indicative of it's like...
1: All- Like, he's
0: he's getting paid. Why isn't Zion getting paid? It's all... Because they're not paying... Everybody else is
1: getting paid. The shoe people, advertisement people, the jersey people... The coaches,
0: the universities, the fucking... The TV shows (laughs) are making... Everyone's making money.
1: Except
0: for the fucking... fucking, Except for the people who are... You're actually watching, right? And what is it... And you know what's really funny? I keep hearing people talk about... Oh, well, you know, you should be happy to just play for the fun of... They never say that about baseball players. You know Played what the
1: fun of it.
0: You, they, 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 didn't, they, they, hurt myself? they didn't say shit about Bryce Harper being 19 getting called up to the major leagues. They didn't say shit about that. Because they didn't say shit did. about Mike Trout signing a multi-million dollar deal out of fucking high school. Right? Because in baseball, this is the way it works. Baseball will draft you straight out of high school. Right? But they have a minor league. Right? So you go to the minors. Hmm. And then you work your way up. Or if you decide to go to college, you have to play three years. That's their rule. But you have the option. The player has the option on what they want to do, right? Like if, you, like, if you're a musician and you're going to a school for music, you know what that school for music won't do? They won't tell you that you can't go on tour with Beyonce to do production for her and work on a fucking tour and get paid because you have to be an amateur producer before you can get paid for it. They'd be like, that's the greatest fucking internship in the world. Take this time. It's the best thing ever, right? So, why is it only when it comes to sports that there's this sense of ownership? I wonder. We own you. That's exactly right. I think we need to brush our shoulders off. What is that?
1: It's the Hot Girl Summer
0: song. Why are you
1: mumbling Hot Girl Summer? Because this song's coming. I'm about to cut all of this out. But sometimes <laughs> in my goddamn hand... You got to cut it out. ...and them in my hand, and sometimes I just feel like
0: saying it out loud. But I don't say the words out loud because sometimes I don't remember the words. Oh, so, okay. But the song I mean, that, that my didn't mind. sound like Hot Girl. That sounds like the City Girl shit.
1: Well, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, well that's because mm-hmm. the City Girls
0: are sampled on that song. Oh, okay, okay. And that's why. Right. What well, we that's all I got to say about the Rich Paul rule. What do we... What, I was trying, was trying to I, 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 Yes I I just oh Just fucked my segue All up I was trying to them, be All professional. Uh,
1: Don't even ask them how
0: Yeah
1: Crabs in the barrel But crabs don't come in the barrel They never told you that
0: They do come in a bushel though I hate you <laughs> <laughs> like, I fucking hate you <laughs> The principle applies
1: I don't think Jay Z Wanted to hear that When he said that When no, he was I rapping know. that I know he and somebody would be like, uh, Jay-Z, uh, actually,
0: they're the but bo- <laughs> Nigga, shut up. That's. The whole w- crowd would have turned w- Welcome to my life. That is. The uh, whole that's, crowd would have That is on. all that happens to me all the time.
2: Who
0: is Michael Collins? I'll be, I'll be over there like, well, actually, like, shut up, nigga. Like, uh. All right. So I was trying to segue into the latest news that kind of dropped. I guess it was today. No, I guess it dropped a few days ago.
1: Uh, it started a few days ago.
0: But it's okay, really been coming to a head today. Yeah. Um, so so on August 13th, the NFL announced that it was entering a partnership with Rock Nation. That's Jay-Z's company. Um, the entertainment company founded and led by the rapper and mogul Jay-Z. The deal has reportedly been in the works for several months. It means that Rock Nation will now help, quote, advise on selecting artists for major NFL performances like the Super Bowl, end quote. So that's part of it. But it also includes a social justice partnership between the rapper and the NFL. So, Rock Nation and NFL ads will play an important role in NFL's recently launched, quote, Inspire Change Initiative, which is a collaboration between the NFL and Players Coalition, NFL Players, seeking to advance social and racial justice. The initiative focuses on three causes in particular, education and economic advancement, police and community relations, and criminal justice reform. This, I think the NFL and Jay-Z thought this was going to be a great thing, right? And on paper it appears to be a great thing.
1: Well, we don't know. Won't know until something changes.
0: Well, right, and that's and so the the discussion there's been
1: And that's what we should wait on instead of what we're doing.
0: Well, let's describe what's going on. For those for those of you who don't live under a rock or for those of you who do live under a rock, there's been enormous black backlash against Jay Z. Oh this. Huh? <laughs> that's it. Did you just say ho? I can't stand you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sorry, I had to. Keep
0: I know. It was a, okay, so like... um, And it ranges from how could you sell out Colin Kaepernick. That's a big one. Mm-hmm. Um, That Jay-Z essentially sold him out. He uh, sold himself out. He sold that you out. That you basically wow. sold yourself. That you Coonin, you Uncle Tomin. Um, you, you giving them cover to let them... Fucking fuck other black people over while you run away with the bag of money. Mm-hmm. Um, that you you're told other capitalist. that you told other people not to take this position yeah. because you was working behind the scenes to take it for yourself.
1: And you're a black capitalist, and all you care about is money.
0: Right. Because the main thing about that is the capitalist part, not the black part. Right. And it's like so that I mean, there's a lot to <laughs> unpack here. Right now, I've been seeing what's been going on. I've just been kind of keeping an eye on it.
1: I'm, Oh, we forgot. The part where everyone's up in arms because he did not...
0: Speak to Colin Kaepernick ahead beforehand. of time.
1: Beforehand. He right. did not...
0: Basically get his permission, get to, permission okay... Get
1: permission from Colin to speak to the NFL. If, right. Or do any business with the NFL. Colin friend... Eric Reed who's for a team
0: right now. Well, Eric Reed's not Eric. Oh, Re- Eric yeah. Reed. So Eric cool Reed. To say to well, Eric Reed isn't necessarily Colin Kaepernick's friend. He was uh, also part of the lawsuit that Colin Kaepernick right. filed against the NFL for uh, blackball. The
1: Barbers. lawsuit in which he settled mm-hmm. with them.
0: Yeah, and it signed an NDA to
1: whatever terms were in the NDA, right. which we don't know about because
0: he signed an NDA.
1: Okay, but we're supposed to be like yo he still don't have a job well here if i am in a lawsuit with the nfl then part of what i would have wanted was a guaranteed job back no this is what i would have wanted along with what i got which we don't know
0: but Kaepernick never wanted a guaranteed job. He wanted a legit shot at a but job. But then
1: he mentioned the fact that he still don't have a damn job. Well,
0: because he's still blackballed. Okay. Right?
1: But see, again, you settled. the circle that. I,
0: look, I think, I think, I think, going down this road is productive and silly, personally.
1: I'm just saying. Look. You look, weren't happy with the conditions. You shouldn't have settled.
0: That's not. That's not. That's not true. It's just not true. Like, them. like, look, by we all, nuts. okay.
1: These are my thoughts. I understand. Oh, okay. Listen, you had them by the nuts, and you settled. But why does another grown man have to ask you for permission for anything, to do anything with the NFL? Because why?
0: Um, no, I can't explain it to you. Oh. I, look, I, look. Can I,
1: anybody explain it to me? <sighs> Would you ask for permission from someone else?
0: To go into a business meeting with the NFL? I don't like that question. I, so question, not you. No, I, I don't like the way all of this is being couched. Right? Me neither. That's
1: I don't like any of this. So no, but I
0: don't, I don't, so I don't like, I don't like the way, it, I don't like the way the, the, backlash against Jay Z is being couched. But I also don't like the way, the counterattack is being couched because, essentially, it's a bunch of niggas fighting each other, over who fucked up worse. And I hate that shit, right? Because it takes it takes the shine off of where it's supposed to be, in my opinion, right? Which is, okay, so here's the thing. Here's, here's the issue I have with the way that you were couching the questions that you were asking me. Because you're assigning blame. So you're like, well, if I were Kaepernick, I would do this. First of all, you're not Kaepernick. Second of That's all, you don't scenario, know, man. wait, you don't know what his stressors were. A burden in the hand is worth two in the bush, right? So, he might not ever get his shot to play in the NFL again, but he still got to live in this world. Okay. Right? And he still got to be able to have a little money to do what he needs to do. Okay, so he got that. Right, so he took it okay. because he still has to eat. Of
1: course.
0: Right? Black people have to make that decision all the time. So, I don't fault him. I'm
1: at you for taking the bag.
0: Right, but part of the bag means it comes with an NDA. And not only did Kaepernick take it, so did Ed Reed.
1: Okay,
0: so, so you don't have to it, tell me how much you paid. It, it doesn't, but it doesn't matter. But that doesn't mean that they can't feel some type of way about what Jay Z did. But it also does. It also like all things can be true, yeah. depending on your perspective, right? Like I understand why people have an issue with what Jay Z did because it smells funny. It smells opportunistic.
1: Sometimes and I'll it smells
0: really disingenuous, nuts. right? It smells disingenuous. It's it smells like Jay Z has been telling other people that they shouldn't fuck with the NFL while backdooring those people to the NFL to get the money for himself. That's what people have a problem with, right? Because Jay Z is a consummate businessman, and that's what you do in business. I'm a business. You 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 say one I'm thing. Not like, a
1: Businessman. I'm a businessman. Right, and
0: and so. That's, that's, that's where the issue's coming in, right? Because here's where the issue comes in. It smells of selloutism. It smells like he sold Kaepernick out.
1: That's what I keep hearing.
0: Right. And so, that's, that's what makes this part hard, right? Because did he sell Kaepernick out?
1: I, I guess it depends on who you ask and what, what do you consider a sellout?
0: Right. And see, that's the problem because emotions are involved in this. Yeah. Right, but if, if you're looking at this from a purely a logical standpoint, right, Kaepernick protested, right? Mm-hmm. Initially, the protests were met agreeably, with San Francisco actually contributing money to the cause, right? Yeah. He wasn't protesting the NFL. He wasn't protesting the flag. He was protesting what was going on at the hands of the police brutality. He was using it to draw attention to that, right?
1: I think people have forgotten
0: that. Right. Because it's become its own thing.
1: It's more so a lot of people talking about the fact that he still don't have his
0: job. He's not getting his job back. They blackballed him because they are friends with Donald Trump. They go ride with a nigga. They fucks with Donald Trump. And Donald Trump don't like Cap, so they ain't fucking with Cap. That's it. Plain and simple. End of story. Right? That nigga ain't ever getting a job back. Period. He not. I don't get that right, look. ain't shit Jay Z can do about that, ain't shit Kaepernick can do about that. He tried yeah. to do something about it; he got his settlement instead. Mm-hmm. So take your money, go home.
1: So what? What? Okay. So what do you think about this this news story, this come out that has been sourced by people close to Jay Z, which I don't understand. Can, what, what can I mean, no, wait? Though? Can
0: I get to that first? Oh, well, I, that. St- I have no. I am not done with my thought. Okay, go ahead. Right, because now from Jay Z's point of view. Right, the entire purpose of Kaepernick protesting was to draw attention to what was going on. Right now, the NFL has taken a humongous prior a uh, PR hit from all of this shit yeah. because of what they did to Kaepernick. Mm-hmm. Right, and so the NFL is trying to do whatever the fuck they can to look better. So they have That's what I think. This
1: that's what that looks like to me. Of
0: course, was, look, business relationships are about mutual, about things being mutually beneficial. Right. So the NFL isn't gonna do anything out of altruism, right? The NFL cares about one thing: money. It's so the the, pro- the protest, by Kaepernick, and then the the heat that they received when they blackballed Kaepernick, mm. has backed them up. They've backed up, and so they come forth with these things like, here we're gonna we're gonna actually put money towards the things that you say the protest was about, right? Mm -hmm. But no one believes them because it's a bunch of white dudes. (laughs) They have no credibility, right? We need credibility. Now, here comes Jay-Z, who has been ostensibly about helping black people in this situation. Meek Mill, Trayvon Martin's parents, the, um, you know... I can
1: also... uh, Go ahead. I think so. But there are people who say that Jay Z does things for a clout. You know, these things like that whole Barclays Center mm-hmm. thing. He was supposed to be the face of it, and then all he did was basically sell out Brooklyn. That's how they feel.
0: How did you sell out Brooklyn?
1: Don't start me line. I don't
0: know. Oh, because look, that was that was going anyway, because the money was there. They was they was gonna get that's that's called eminent domain. Jay Z didn't make that shit up. They do that shit all the time. Okay to sell you like- it's a function of price you talking about yeah first of all and Brooklyn ain't black no more that's been over with okay Williamsburg anyone ever heard of that Brooklyn is white as fuck so so no one believes these old white men when they say well look we'll, we'll, we'll put money where our mouth is We'll we'll work on that they're like whatever you know we don't believe you so they need somebody who has credibility mm-hmm. so they look around who has credibility right Jay Z has credibility. He has cred- he turned them down for the Super Bowl. Yeah. He told Travis Scott he they should turn them down, but he told Travis Scott they should turn them down not because it was the NFL, but because he didn't think that he should pay second billing to Maroon fucking Five because Maroon Five ain't had no new music out in a long time, and he had Sycamore was out the uh his new uh oh. Astro World right, so he should be the the headlining act and like that's just business. Right, he just told him he should do it for, like, business aspects. Know your worth, right? Mm -hmm. Pay me in equity. Jay-Z says, you have a problem. You have a credibility issue. I have credibility where you need it, right? But it's going to cost you, right? It's going to cost you. So, Jay-Z, essentially, Rock Nation gets to pick the musical acts for all NFL events. Right. Which means he can stuff the Super Bowl with his, the people that he fucks with.
1: Now. Mm Mm-hmm. This is a sideways. we will intersect back into here. Mm-hmm, which, mm-hmm, tangent okay.
0: trying.
1: Here we go. Rihanna. Yep. Uh, Sean King posted something negative about Jay Z. I did not read it because I do not pay attention to Sean King because I do not like him. So, but she agreed with it, and then she unfiled title, and then started following Spotify for some reason. Like, that was her saying, no, I don't like what you're doing, Jay-Z. Sis, (laughs) he worked for Jay-Z still, even if you don't. So, at the end of the day, what did that prove? I mean... Unless you're going to come out with your own record company...
0: Streaming service. Well,
1: yeah, she don't have to come out with our streaming service, but unless you're going to, like, go solo... Off of Rock Nation, she might. Then I mean that was a
0: moot point. That's that's all on. I see. Like this is the problem with Twitter. That, that it, just it, weird is, to me. No, but it, it, it has you worried about what I consider unimportant shit. Like who gives a fuck if Rihanna unfollowed? It don't mean shit. It really doesn't. It don't mean shit. It's nothing. But a lot a, a lot of a lot of this people feel like how they feel. But it's it's it's, it's... nothing. It's, it's vapor. It's all fucking just, it's vapor. It just disappears. It's like fog. It's there, and then when the sun comes out, it lifts. That's it. Yeah. That's all it is. That's all, all, all this noise and all that, that's all it is, because it's just fucking noise, right? The thing is, is that the whole point of a protest, right, is that you want action to follow the protest. You yeah. protest to draw attention. Yeah. You hurt them where it hurts, in their pockets. And Stop getting you, on the, the bus because we right. couldn't get to the front the, of the, the bus. The protest is meant to force them to, to come to the negotiating table yes. with you. Mm-hmm. And now it's time for actionable items. Right. We right. protested. So Jay Z the said.
1: so because we wanted that shit to so be.
0: We'll, yeah, so here, here we go. So Jay Z, he has control through Rock Nation on the acts that'll play during the Super Bowl and other NFL events. So, guess what that means? Guess Maroon 5 won't be headlining over Travis Scott next time. True. You see what I'm saying? True. Because he will value a black entertainer's worth. You understand what I'm saying? Definitely. So, this allows him, this puts him in a position of power. You know what? I, I used to think like everyone else on this, I think. And then, remember we were just talking about Dapper Dan a couple episodes ago? hmm And he talked about the whole thing with Gucci, right? And he said, okay. You gotta okay. put a foot in the door. You gotta get in the door so you can understand the mechanisms of how shit works. So that
1: you
0: so that can, you can so that So that the next time it happens, you're in a position of power. You're not the protester. You are the institution. Mm-hmm.
2: And
1: but, he, he didn't say stop protesting. No. He did not. He said protest. I'm here for all types of protests. Protest.
0: He said, okay, but in protest. this case, the protests work, right? They they they've heard the protest. It's hurt them in their pocketbook. They have come to the negotiating table. We have negotiated terms. Right. Right. They are going to put money towards the things that he was protesting: police brutality, systemic racism. You know, police relations with the community. These are all the things that Kaepernick wanted. Right. This ain't about Kaepernick getting his job back. At least that's not what Kaepernick was protesting. That's what it turned into. Right. That's the ugly part of it. Right, but Kaepernick, look, you got to know going in, you might end up a martyr.
1: because
0: why? Who, Kaepernick? Yes. I think he's mad because Jay-Z didn't, like, it's a courtesy thing. Right? I think that's what it really is.
1: Let me tell you something. It's an
0: ego thing. Yeah, okay. It's always an ego thing, right? right? It's always an ego thing. And then, like, okay, by the way, the shit you just mentioned with Rihanna, bitch, don't you have a partnership with Louis Vuitton? She does. So, let Louis do some shit. You go step out your partnership with Louis Vuitton or you go make that Fenty money?
1: <laughs> I mean, look.
0: Uh, exactly. exactly. So like I'm, spare me.
1: I wouldn't.
0: So spare me, Sorry. Right? Because like it like They it, would have
1: to do some serious Look, shit
0: let, let me tell you something, right? okay?
1: Cutting bag
0: off. As black people in America, we all work for somebody that we don't like. We don't like what they do, but we still got to put food on the table, okay? Okay. So there's there's just levels of practicality to this shit.
1: So does this lead us to the news of Jay Z Right. So
0: there there are there are reports mm-hmm. from several sources, Complex News, TMZ, a couple others, that Jay Z is maneuvering to become part owner. A part owner of an NFL team. Sometime this time soon, near future. Near future. Very near future. This sources close to Jay Z. This is fucking humongous. Did they
1: talk to Ty-Ty? Jay Z's? Best friend, Tata. Is that the source? I do. I don't know. if that's the don't... Best source, then I'll believe. It.
0: They don't reveal the source. That's what makes it a source. I'm <laughs> like, I'm like, you don't know how sources work. <laughs> <laughs> of
1: course, I know how sources work. It was my... a joke. I'm so. Oh, okay. It was a joke.
0: I'm like, who the fuck is a Tata? What the shit?
1: Well, he said he ain't going to nobody, nothing. If him and his wife beefing, even if the house on fire, a nigga, I ain't leaving. <laughs> Tata, take care of my kids. Is this when a lyric? Done gr- grieving, yeah.
0: Okay, like I
1: his best friend. He mentions Tata a lot in I, all his I, songs. I,
0: I'm not a Jay Z fan. I
1: know. You you realize.
0: Right. Okay. I understand. Oh, like okay. I, like so you 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 just lost the shit out of me. Like you did. Like I the thing that Do you thi- understand? <laughs> Charlie Brown's son. Um anyway. No, the thing like but the thing I always told you I admired about Jay Z was what? His business, business acumen. That's right. Jay-Z... I'm say the line
1: again. I'm not a business, man. I'm a business,
0: man. Right. And that, that comma is everything. Mm. Hip-hop's first billionaire. He is on... Jay-Z has seen... Because he's been in those rooms. Right? Because he has partnership. Because he takes his payment in equity. Right? Because it gives him access... To those rooms. to To that power. That is what he's doing. You got to understand... Like, for us... As a black people, we think that owning an NFL team is a big deal. For the owners, it's their plaything. This is some shit they do for fun.
1: I do this for fun, son. Right.
0: The NFL, they, they they make billions of dollars in the NFL, and it's shit that they do for fun.
1: Okay, so let me ask you a question because I have questions. Go ahead. So if Jay-Z became a partial owner uh-huh. of an NFL team, okay? how much of a partial... Ownership does he have to have to make executive decisions such as hiring, say, Colin Kaepernick
0: on his team? Um, he would have to be majority owner for that. Mm-hmm. He or he would have to be part of the group that controls, right?
1: That decision. Right. Hmm.
0: Like Magic Johnson was with the uh, the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. He was part of the ownership group. See Jay Z's value, his value with the Nets when they moved to Brooklyn was his cultural equity, right? But Jay-Z, see, so for a long time, white America has taken our cultural equity, (laughs) paid us a pittance, paid us some peanuts, and taken our culture around the world and sold it for bars of gold Mm -hmm. and gave us peanut shells in return. That's what Dapper Dan was talking about, Mm -hmm. right? He said, I want want you to take me with you around the world. Yeah. I I ain't got to get the bar gold this first go-around, but I want to see... How you go about getting that bar gold. So the next time,
1: I can get my own.
0: So the, right, the next time when it's time for when you want to appropriate my culture, I'm gonna say no. I got it. I'm gonna appropriate my culture, and I'm gonna take it around the world because I know how to now, and I'm gonna get the bars to go And now because I'm able to do that, I'm able to hire people who look like me,
2: mm-hmm. who sound like me, yes,
0: right, who think like me, mm-hmm. who look, you know, who who um come from the same socioeconomic economic backgrounds. I get to give those people a chance Right. because they are of my culture. So now I know the business aspect of it that I've learned from you. But I always had the cultural aspect because that's the thing you've always needed from us. So basically what we're going to do is we're going to cut you out, middleman. That's the That's the goal. The goal is to learn the mechanisms of power so that we can exercise those mechanisms ourselves so that we can be the ones who profit off of our own culture, right? Because the whole world, as racist as the world is, they buy black when it comes to cultural things. Of course, they buy our music, trends. they buy our style. That's right. So we are trends. always the trend. But the ones who make the money off our trend is not us. Never. Right? See, so it's like every other culture. They make their money off of each other, right? They help each other. They make, They weaponize. They 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 put they pull their money together, and they work towards the greater good. They all sacrifice in the beginning, right? But at the end, they're all standing in a better place, hmm. right? It's like uh, Korean Americans, Chinese Americans, um, Asian immigrants in this country, right? So what they
1: Z bar for that too, but I mm. I don't remember it.
0: So what they do is when they immigrate, it's like a family, an extended family immigrates, right? Yes. So they pool their money together, mm-hmm. right? And they set up a fund. And then one of the family members says, I want to borrow money from this fund to open this business in this neighborhood. Normally a black neighborhood, right? He borrows the money, not from a bank because he can't get a bank loan, but from the family. Mm-hmm. They've all been saving their money together. So the family pays him, puts the loan out, and then they all go and work for that business for free, mm-hmm. right? They put it in sweat equity. He pays the money back with the interest. It goes back into it, and now he starts paying them. To work in a store. And they do it again. They build it back up bigger. And then the next person. It's the next person. Turn up. I want to open this business over here. And they all. So these people who had nothing. Who were working for each other. Passing those dollars around. They all end up business owners in the end. Right. And that's how you. That's how you come from nothing to something. You have to have. You have to be willing to sacrifice. You have to be willing to work for nothing. Up front. In order to. Get the experience you need to make the money on the back end. But you also have to know when people are trying to play you and get you to work for free when they should be paying you.
1: Hmm. So what do you think? Okay, do you think Jay-Z is going to become a partner in an NFL team?
0: I don't know because I don't know which team he would be a partner in, to be honest. Would it matter? Well, I mean, I think he would want to be probably the Giants or the Jets. I think so, yeah, I think so. I, I don't, like, well, I'm, I'm looking at ownership. There's no way he's going to get part of the Cowboys because Jerry Jones wouldn't allow it. But There's no. LA. I don't think the Rams, the Rams have enough. The Raiders, the Raiders have been owned by the Davises. They're not going to give up anything to Jay-Z. That's Oakland. I mean, maybe the Chargers, the Chargers have been kind of in trouble. Where where They were in San Diego, but they're talking about moving to L.A. Mm. So, I mean, the Chargers might be, might be a, um, probability. The Bears, no fucking way. The Vikings, no way. The Packers, the Packers are owned by the state of Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. They're owned by the fans and the people who own them. But, like, the fans actually have ownership. Right. Okay. That's how they compete with other uh, things. The Carolina Panthers are owned by a former NFL player. He's not going to do anything. Robert Kraft ain't going to sell. So, and I think the Giants are owned by the McNairas. Might be the Jets. I don't think it's going to be a Miami team. Maybe Jacksonville, but Jackson. I think Jacksonville is owned by, I think he's actually Indian. Okay. Shere Khan or something like that? Cher oh, Khan. Sh- okay. I th- no, seriously, his last name is Khan. Okay. I know that much. And he talked about how they were like, well, you bought the worst franchise. He was like, yes, but there's opportunity there. Hi-hi. Right. A high opportunity, right? And so he said, what I'm going to do is I'm going to make this the best experience for my fans.
1: What team is
0: this? I think it's the Jacksonville Jaguars.
1: Those have
2: been sports. Yes, doing
0: sports hot takes. For those of you who want to read up on... Jamel Hill has a wonderful article in The Atlantic. Shaheed Khan is his name. Sorry, not Shere Khan. Sher Khan is the... Tiger um,
1: or something in the Jungle Book.
0: Right, yeah. But I knew it was Khan. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I don't think he's going to sell. And he's American-Pakistani, not India. So, sorry... Sorry, Mr. Khan. I did not mean to misrepresent your heritage, sir. Okay. That's fine. Um. I oh, know. Jamel Hill uh, kind of feels that the NFL is using Jay Z, and Jay Z didn't get enough for what they're getting out of him because he's essentially, she essentially feels like the NFL is using Jay Z to sweep Kaepernick under the rug, which is precisely what they're doing, by the way. Let's not mistake their intention.
1: Okay, but we also we still we still don't know if this is everything that's part of the deal. That's, that was my thing. Like everybody was jumping
0: to this, just well, anger. They, they feel they feel betrayed by Jay Z. You know, they they feel about Jay Z the way Obi Wan Kenobi felt about Anakin Skywalker. Okay, in Return of the Sith, you were the chosen one. You were supposed to bring balance uh-huh. to the force. Like not you, like a two brutai. You could have gave me a, a different
2: reference. Okay, they f- they would've... felt
0: like they feel like Julius Caesar, and Jay Z is fucking Brutus. And stabbed him in the fucking back during the Eyes of March. You know, they're all sitting there going, A2, Bruce Eye, and JC going, Ho! And, you know, just saying. <laughs> <laughs> what?
1: Alright, so um, one last thing.
0: Alright, okay, sure, one last thing. Before we get thing. out of here. Before we get out of here.
1: Uh, R. <laughs> Kelly update.
0: Oh, gosh, this motherfucker.
1: So, R. Kelly, according to theblast.com, R. Kelly's medical records, oh boy. Uber records, financial records, all the records have been given to the prosecutors in the case. So your status is coming up to, um, so we've been some things out because the rumor is that R. Kelly has herpes and that he transmitted the herpes. To each and every one of these women, basically, that he has slept with. They say they don't have the herpes. But this one young lady says she does have the herpes, and she got it from him. Wow. Huh?
0: I mean, you can't really tell who got herpes from, because a lot of people got herpes, though. Straight well, up.
1: Well, if Arkell is the only man that you had sex with, and you were a virgin when you got with him, and then you end up with herpes, then what?
0: You have to prove all of that.
1: Okay, well, again, his medical records and her medical records will prove that. Also, he refused transport for some reason or another, but then his attorney said he did not refuse transport because, you know, it was. they were told that it cost the people a lot of money to transport him and a lot of time or whatever, so that was the reason behind it. Either or, they, the judge said, you have another... Date, I believe it's in September. I'm gonna need you here. I can't wait for those records to come out because I'm nosy and I want to know. Um, anything else?
0: I was, I was kind of looking for what you were talking about, but then I got disgusted with it and I just stopped. (laughs) I'm so sick of this nigga, man. Can we just throw him in jail?
1: He is in jail.
0: Like, I mean, no, can we just like throw him in jail? Like, like, just you know, like, like, you know, a nigga, just stay there. Gotta go through the court. Christina, I know. Just, you gotta go to New York. Just, it just—it makes my and ass tired. Answer for the many,
1: many what? Oh, Jesus Christ. Lake and Place. Um, charges yet? Um, the Atlanta charges still haven't kind come up yet. I guess. I mean, there was a case down there, so those charges haven't kind come up yet. So, there's that. This has been. Randomly speaking Thank you for coming
0: If you would like to contact us Please do so at our Facebook page That's at Tangent Train Or on Twitter That's at Randomly, Capital P, capital R um, Make sure you vote for the uh, movie That we'll be watching next month um, Your choices are Purple Rain Or Rock of Ages I hope Rock of Ages actually comes back Because as much As I know Rain loves Purple Rain I don't really like that movie like, I really don't. It has moments.
1: Where are you? Answer me, motherfucker.
0: Mainly Morse Day, right? And the music is amazing. Right, Morris, no no doubt about you're that. A right, but like, it's not a good movie. It's just not a good movie. I don't like it. It's like Sister Act. The music is great. I like the people in it. I, not a good movie. Mm, I, can't can't I can't do it. Can't do what?
1: I can't do it. Can't do what? Can't disparage the movie, can't do it. Can't disparage what?
0: You can't disparage the movie, I can't. What Sister Act
1: 2? No. I can disperse
2: the act
0: too. Right. Oh, you talking about Purple Rain? Yes. Then the it. only reason you can is because it's Prince. Yeah. That's I the can't. only reason why that that movie is not good. Sorry. Stop. <sighs> I never said it was <laughs> Right. I've never said it was. A... <laughs> but I've never said it was a bad movie. Just... My favorite Prince movie, basically, it's it's not Purple Rain
1: though. It's Under the Cherry Moon.
0: Mm-hmm. Which is a much more interesting door. movie. He dies in the end. Yeah, it's a much more interesting movie. It was so sad. Yeah, I mean, Purple Rain has this place. He's just like, and also Purple Rain, first titty I ever saw on screen. Yeah, I was totally in love with Apollonia. Oh yeah, and her giant titties—they were lady amazing. Lady boners
1: all over the place. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> well, I didn't have a lady boner; I had a just regular boner. But okay,
1: I was talking about
0: myself. Oh, okay. I was talking about myself. We're so. supposed to be
1: leaving.
0: Um, I'm sorry. I was just—I was thinking about Apollonia's City. Sorry. Anyway, know. so Rock of Ages or Purple Rain? Just two vote. All you do is touch the gif. The little picture. What's
1: the gif? The little moving picture.
0: Yeah. If you don't know what a gif is, then slap out yourself. Please do that. Um, that'll be it. Night. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) See you. Bye.